Hey everybody, it's episode, episode five, five, part two, point two, y'all. The two yep. tower strike back. <laughs> <laughs> that means if you haven't checked out part one, we Ooh, totally suggest so that you check it out. Definitely, so you can be up to speed. Right. Um, so what are we going to be talking about this episode? Well, we'll be talking about race swapping. Is ah! it pandering? <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Helpful? I want to know. Like, I'm going to give my thoughts. Neff's going to give his thoughts. And as always, we want you to uh, give your thoughts. Please do. I really want to know. In the comments below. Give us the hearts and minds. <laughs> yep. It's All Artist right. Wife Midnight. Writer Husband Neff. Featuring, Featuring MDC. MDC. I just right. feel like we need like... Nah, 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 nah. Like, we just need to have some type of <laughs> oh, music yeah, or something. Like, we need to talk to Cam 3. Like, hey, Cam 3, help us with this intro, bro. We need a little bit more pizzazz. Jazz fingers. Right? Chow. Jazz, jazz, jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Yes. <laughs> okay, so one of the reasons why we're talking about race swapping is um, on the Facebook page, I had someone, we had someone comment on one of our... Uh, Photos, specifically one that Anna did of our original character uh, Jessica uh, cosplaying as Videl, and from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, from from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, I had did this just as a little insert. I had did this picture back in September. Yeah, September of last year. So, like, I didn't. I mean, I watched DBC, but I didn't do it in preparation for the uh, movie. The 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 Broly movie. Because I didn't, I mean, Neff just posted it at the best time. Like, I, I think he just, he always liked the picture. He's the one that suggested it. And I was like, sure, I'll draw it. And we had plans to do more. I just never got around to it. So, this is an old drawing we reposted. And it's been getting a lot of love. Thanks for that. But it's also been getting a lot of comments. Yeah, Super thank thanks you. Thank for you. That. Yeah, yeah, a lot of love for a lot of shares. We very much Blue appreciate mind. it. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the gentlemen, um, he he commented on the picture. He has said uh, something along the lines like, "Isn't this like black washing?" Yeah, yeah. First he said, "Why don't y'all create y'all own character? Uh, shouldn't y'all? Wouldn't it be better if y'all created y'all own character? Isn't this uh, black washing?" So you know, the first thing I thought about was, "Okay, this guy totally did not read the description." <laughs> not at all. Because like all we right said sometimes. before, Jessica is an original character and yeah. she's cosplaying. And it's not really, I'm not getting on the guy. Like, I wasn't offended by what he said. But, um. It was well, interesting. Yeah, it was interesting that he used the term blackwashing. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, we use the term whitewashing. Right. And, uh. That has significant meaning. It, like, it's actually something that people, like, know and we're aware of that is done. Hollywood and media. Yeah, Hollywood is known for whitewashing, for taking, um,. An entire cast in a project, you know, j just casting them, making them white, or characters like from um, like uh, from from real life events, and making them white. Yeah. And Argo. <laughs> I guess to 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 make it seem more believable when that, or to appeal to their more white um audience. Yeah. So, first thing I told him, you know, this isn't an example of blackwashing. And that's not the actual term. The actual term would be race swapping. Neff always coming in with the edumacation. But I I told him. Throw a library at him. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, um, you know, either way, like that's a that's a good, you know, like because I feel diff. I kind of feel different when it comes to certain things, um, being race swapped, um, 
in the sense of like you know we've had some marvel movies right where you had characters that were traditionally white and they were turned black like um right off the top i can think of uh you know michael b jordan's character in uh fantastic four uh, him playing a uh, wow. Johnny Storm, right? You're right, I completely forgot about that. But they were still siblings, or were they half siblings? They were they... still siblings. Um, uh, um, what what's the woman's name? Um, is it Jessica Storm? Is that right? Sue's Sue oh, Storm. Sue, was that it? Susie? Sue. Oh man, I thought that. Well, whatever. She she was the adopted invisible woman. woman. Yeah, yeah. invisible woman. <laughs> oh, movie. she was the adopted one. Clever little change, and it's okay you forget about that because everyone forgot about that movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I mean, it's scary though because you kind of feel like um, certain fanboys that was really against Michael B. Jordan playing Johnny Storm that they was going to be like, you know, he was one of the reasons why this movie was bad. I mean, you know, we know that wasn't the case. The movie <laughs> was just yeah. doomed to to fail from the beginning. You know, no puns intended. <laughs> but yeah, doom. It, <laughs> But yeah, it, it, it was, uh, <laughs> but you get that. That's a real thing. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. Or people... Same thing with Idris Elba in um, The Dark Tower. I love The Dark yes. Tower. He yes. He was rolling to shame. The when Dark Ro- Tower is like one of Anna. Yo, hey, go baby. Tell them. Tell them how much you like The Dark Tower. <laughs> oh my God. Dark Tower. First of all, I love Stephen King. I was reading Stephen King books in like the fifth grade. And because my mom. She loved reading, and so whatever was on her bookshelf, whether it was adult erotica, uh, romance novels, but they were bred on the erotic side. Yes. Like Zane? No. <laughs> For Zane. Don't you bring that mess in this house. Is, no. Is it one of the ones that had, like, the really, you know, shaven, muscular guy with the strong chin with his chest all out on <laughs> the covers? And you just got, like, the white woman just holding on to his chest and stuff, and oh she's wearing something. Sometimes he was Native American. Red. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what was Johnny Redcorn? John Redcorn? John <laughs> <laughs> Well, nowadays, that'd be Jay Teviar. Y'all should look him up. He played Vega in the old Street Fighter movie. Oh, cool. Which is a good example to our point because he's Native American, but he he played a French... French? Oops. I thought Vega was Spain, Spanish. Oh, God. What was he? I, I was think Italian. so. I think you fight him. I know you fight him in Spain. I'm okay. pretty certain you fight him in Spain. He might be Spanish. I'm not a street fighter. Which kind of works because, I mean, you know... You know uh, so I'm, he I'm falls not, in line. Yeah, so yeah. this is totally on subject. I wasn't bringing it out of the blue for nothing. Yeah, no, Roland <laughs> um from The Dark Tower. I love the entire seven-book series. It's um, dystopic. It's post-apocalyptic. It's basically the main inspiration for my character Midnight's world, for the most part. It doesn't right, have demons, but... Part it, one episode, uh, uh, hopefully y'all remember this, viewers. Part one episode, Midnight told us that the character inspiration for her uh for midnight um look wise for the character midnight for uh you know uh dare to hunt was inspired by none other than elisa maza from gargoyles gargoyles so she designed her like i took inspiration from everywhere i took it from stephen king's the dark tower when it came to the world and the aesthetic that i wanted and the gritty dark just like dystopia like i loved it so much it was so tragic and beautiful and Roland, sorry, I'm really passionate about the, it. The face that MDC made. <laughs> <laughs> MDC usually doesn't get scared. So when, when they were coming out with a movie mm-hmm. for the Dark Tower, I was like, just like, 
frothing, just like I need it. I need it. And then they told me Idris Elba yeah. was playing Roland. I was a little bit shocked, and then I was just like, give it to me. The thing give that really ups- upset me about this, because but <sighs> not only did, like, Anna, she got me into it. I never actually got around to reading the the Stephen King novels. But I did follow um, the, the graphic, graphic novels. novels. And those went back in time. It was so... Oh, gosh. I love it. It was really good. Like, oh. just talking about it. it I think it's... I want to reread it, but I think we put it in storage. Oh, no. We probably did. You must dig it out. Yeah, we're going to have to go <laughs> yeah. dig it out, dude. <laughs> yeah, somewhere, we're, man. We're There's removing. no light in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Um, and I really loved it. I really loved the story. And then, you know, when we found out about it, like, this was, like, way back when No Country for Old Men came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because, When like, they announced it. Yeah, when they announced it, because the, the shotgun dude. Anton Chigurh? Yeah, he was supposed to be Roland Deschain, the Whoa, the main Xavier character. Xavier Bartom. And a lot of people was like, eh, they really didn't old-ish. feel like he was going to uh, be a good Roland uh, Deschain. But then wow. this movie was stuck in... Uh, What's it called? Production Hell. Yeah. Yes, Limbo. Production Hell. And first it was going to be a TV series. I think it's still going to be a TV I series. I hope so. I heard that Stephen King's going to have more in it. Right. And that's that's the most insane thing. Like, we was waiting was so long for this time. movie. And this was like around this, this movie was being produced around the same time as it. So he was putting his focus on it. And how many, how many books is in um, um, Dark Tower? Yeah. Seven. Now, Seven books. This is his magnum. He has said it on the record. This is his magnum opus. This is his pinnacle of his writing career. He loves this story. This story is the connecting piece to a bunch of other stories. So almost other series that he's done, including Pet Cemetery, including um, Thinner, The thin, the Thinning? Uh, thinner. Thinner, yeah. Thinner, thinner. yeah. And yeah. even including The Shining. It has relevance because it's literally the gateway world. It's about mid-world. And Midworld is a world where... Am I too close? No, you're not too close. Face, Just face them. Stop looking at me. Don't oh, look at me. But it's okay. I'll look at Jamal. Hi, <laughs> NBC. I'm going to talk to you now. Oh, creepy. Okay. <laughs> it's, um, mid, it's basically the connect... It's Midworld. Mm-hmm. It, it's connecting to all the other worlds. And, you know, I didn't read this. I didn't know it growing up because I was reading the books out of order. But there's no particular order. But basically, it's the connecting piece to all the worlds. You right, see a right. bit of each of it. So it was his magnus opum, and he put his heart and soul into it, and it was a glorious written tale. It and was tragic. It was beautiful. Somehow that guy felt like he... And then I've seen some of the books in her collection. Them jumps are thick. Yeah. yeah. And somehow the guy thought that he could put multiple books in an hour and a half movie. It's... Yeah. The the director. And, and like changed Just it. learning that, it was the like, yeah, this jump just yeah. was kind of doomed to fail. Because I've yet to watch it, and... I saw bits of it, and I don't want to. I think really most people forgot that it even came out. Yeah, it hurt a lot, and it's Yeah, honest. and it's really sad, because, like, you have a, a black rolling destiny, and we want it so bad for that to work. Because you know you're going to have a lot of people... They're just going to be like, they oh, did. man, he should have never, you know, made him black. Like, that was where it ruined it. it and it's like, no. When you went to the Facebook so page, many other things. everybody decided that they decided, not everybody, but everyone that wasn't black was like, and maybe there were some black people too. Don't make him black. Don't make him black. He's going to ruin it. How can he go through the experience of a gunslinger? Black people can't be gunslingers. The only gunslinger black people do, real live comment that I remember because I fucking hated that comment. Black people only wear guns in the hood. They <laughs> only shoot each other. 
And I'm just like, because <laughs> no. Roland Deschain is uh Is that why they're scared of us? Because we only shoot each other? I'm, I'm, <laughs> Roland Deschain is a trained seasoned <laughs> gunslinger. He, right. like, he has a whole mantra saying his entire culture is around, instead of knights bearing swords, he was a knight bearing a gun bearing to protect gun. his people. And the guns and were- he never forgot the face his, of his father. I know, it's so you know, I just want to point out real quick. Yeah, if, if you know, if that's troubling to you, you know, a little bit of research will tell you how many black gunslingers there actually were. Right. Not to mention, just look at old westerns. There are a handful of western movies from back in the day, back in the day, that uh, show you black gunslingers. A good example: Once Upon a Time in the Met in the West. Uh, Woody Strode, who was a, a black and Native American wrestler from way back in the day. Was in that movie in the opening scene. Wow, you're really good at remembering stuff like this. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your bread and butter. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's cool. um, and now unfortunately, yeah. I I don't, you know, as much as I like the Western thing, I'm not as into as I want to be to actually name any particular black gunslingers. But frankly, I don't know any white gunslingers by name either. And I think Bloody Kid was Mexican. So, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, definitely, you know, it's called history. Learn about it. Yeah, please. This cool. Yeah. I, didn't, I love Westerns. because Not just because of the Dark Tower. My dad liked Westerns. He liked the actual Westerns. And then he liked spaghetti Westerns. So I got like a taste of both of that. And I really enjoyed them. It made me want to create my own kind of Western with a fantasy twist. And I'm glad that I still have that genre and, you know, I'm going to just dive headfirst into it with Dare the Hunt. Right, but right. Roland Deschain being black wasn't what ruined the movie. It was them trying to condense seven big, thick volumes that spanned several universes of Stephen King's mind, not just his, what his, it's, it's mind, it's, it's, it's his baby born. And he tried to put in an hour half, about two hour movie. And they people were like, it's all Idris Elba's fault. Thankfully, Idris Elba is a beautiful god. And he took it all in strides. And he's about to be in this new badass movie that I really want to see. I for, um, something in Hobbs? Shaw? Hobbs Hob- and Shaw? Hobbs and Shaw, yeah. Oh, dude, he plays the villain? Oh, oh. Anyways, I'm sorry, I'm about to start drooling. Nonetheless, the point is, that was a form of race swap that didn't take away from the character but it did leave the audience with a lot of bitterness. And then the whole movie itself just... You know, I want to point out a little bit of an ugly <sighs> trend here. What's up with black cowboys not doing, not being put in good movies? Like, y'all remember Gallowalkers with uh, uh, Wesley Snipes when he got out of jail? Oh, yes. And I never saw that movie, but I thought it had one of the most genius concepts for uh, alternative Western because the whole idea was that, you know, in the West, oh, like there's gal- this... Um, I think it was a pit or something where they left dead bodies, but they would come back. So you're just thinking of all like the post-Civil War cowboys that have died between the war and, the, and gunfights. And freaking Blade there was looking pretty awesome with the dreads under a cowboy hat and the white beard. And I was like, I cool. really, I'm still going to watch that movie. But good Lord, it did not get good reviews. And then it takes me back to Wild Wild West. Oh, man. Mm. I liked it growing up. Mm. I did not like all it of us growing did. up. Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, how does a whole movie rip off a Batman episode? I don't get Damn. that. It's like, uh, was it like I meant to ask you? Um, was it did an episode have Jonah Hex in it? Yes, it did. Uh, okay. It was a Jonah Hex uh, episode. Uh, what? And that, that movie didn't did. do good either. Yeah, I think by that the way. movie did bad too. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. I'm like, golly. How, I mean, to be honest, how do you mess up a western? To tell you the truth, I'm, uh, do you think we're just like past it? Well, what? no, because Hateful Eight. No matter how that 
Samuel L. Jackson scene was so disgusting. <laughs> um, that was that good. That was really that was, nice a, that was a good. That was a good that movie. Was good. That, was that was a good, good movie. movie. I mean, we still do get good Westerns. Three Ten the Humor remake was pretty good. What's that other one? Um, oh yeah, that yeah. Uh, what's that other one? It was like it came out a little bit after Hateful Eight. It's like, it's like oh shoot, it's a, the one with Adam Sandler. Yes, but it yeah, but it was good actually. Oh, you talking oh, about I didn't see that. the Ridiculous Six? Or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it actually was good. People have said it's good. There was one that came out that was like seven, something seven, too. Oh, what is all this? That was a Magnificent Seven. That was a remake by Antoine Fuqua. And I haven't watched it. I'm not sure if I want to because I haven't seen the original, to tell you the truth, which is either. Yeah, he likes writing, watching the original. Of the the Seven Samurai or the Seven Samurai is a remake of that. Oops, I'm sorry. Was that audible? Yeah. No, I didn't hear anything. Uh, good, good. Never for mind. those who don't know, no. samurai movies and westerns kind of grew up together, and they often were to remake each other. You should look into that. That's a really cool. I mean, thing. they also existed at the same timeline as I think what was it, Pirates, too, the French Pirates. It's like so, the timeline of it. Sort of. Oops. Well, I mean, samurai were definitely still around during the Wild Wild West, so that is a thing. Yeah. In itself. And pirates, kind of. Kind of like at the tail end. I mean, pirates were always around, so there. You it just wasn't that. like. The yeah. pirates that we're thinking of, like yeah, the pirates. Like Jack Sparrow pirates. Yeah, yeah. Well, like it might have been. I don't know the exact okay. timeline. I mean, well, someone did it. They was like, I remember Crack saying like those kind of pirates lasted for like barely, a little bit less than a decade. Pretty dang, like ten years. It might have been more than that, but that was that is what we looked to. Have to check it. We romanticize yeah. a lot of stuff. And then that in Samurais, because we we romanticized the fuck out of Samurais. Yeah, and it was. Basically, the way that we, the way that well, we, of course, that's their culture. <laughs> but no, but the way that we look at samurais was based on, uh, I think it was a Japanese man, and the way that he did the, uh, he wrote a novel, and he really like, just kind of fra- fabricated mm. a lot of what they, you know, like the whole honor thing and the willing yeah, suicide right. yeah. and stuff like that, and that was never the case yeah. because. You could be a samurai technically and never had picked up a sword. Like that was basically just a government official in a yeah. sense. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You but here, but that's the thing about like see I was thinking of this earlier today and I'm trying to get too far off subject but um you know I was just thinking in the bathroom of all places how That's why when you, my best thinking. That's where my don't come in there. Because I was watching. <laughs> okay. Because I watched uh, Ron earlier today, which is a samurai movie by uh, oh God. His name escapes me, but he's a legendary Japanese filmmaker. He did Seven Samurai. I cannot think of his name right now. But um, and you I know in the audience, you know, someone's going to make me commit supercut for this. But um, you can post it. So I was, yeah, get this chance to school in DC. Comment yeah, right. below. Oh yeah, that's hard to do. And subscribe. Try me. <laughs> Fight me. You will meet my Weezy. If you know what that is, you're cool. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, I was thinking about how people are honestly really brainwashed by fiction, and that honestly kind of gives me mixed feelings because we write fiction and whatnot. Yeah. But the thing about it, <laughs> if you think about no, a lot of people, <laughs> joined the military because of Rambo. But oh, yeah, the thing about it, people have this image that, you know, soldiers and warriors are these big, muscular, good-looking dudes when it couldn't be further from the case. Yeah. Most actual warriors look like your next-door neighbor. You would never know. The of the right. macho man going to uh, Vietnam and or just, like, wars like that. 
Yet, um, just... a, another movie that's not as cool as, you know, just going ramble on people. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know the name of the movie, but um, it this one movie that came out really glorified um, Wall Street. And the people on Wall Street made them look like they were these suave, dressing, you know. Was it Wall Street? Suits, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Went, no, that's Wolf that's on Wall the Street. Wolf of Wall okay, because I know you like that. No, movie this was a lot. like, and I'm like you this was like back you. in the uh, early nineties. Charlie Sheen, probably. If it was, then that's Wall Street. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, so Michael I'm not, I'm not really good at remembering names. Yeah. That's, but that's I'm okay NBC's with remembering thing. information. <laughs> We've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. But yeah, yeah. Goddamn, and Moore. they totally. Oh, this is so cool. What? Something happened with the pen. Yeah, it turned into a pen. I thought it was just a stylus, but when I press on the button, it's. Oh, okay, there's a hole right here. I should have noticed that first. That no, actually is pretty cool, though. Yeah, so. And then Jamal doesn't know. <laughs> it's your mom's, dude, chill. I just used that earlier. That's not what I was confused about. Uh, has a stylus or has a pen? No, just how everything turned to that all of a sudden. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? That's not how I, I used thought it. Was a, I thought it was a parable, a parable for what you were saying. And I was like, oh, wait, he's actually talking about oh, that freaking pen over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. The heck? But yeah, so. <laughs> ADHD? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Yeah, the people in Wall Street was before was you know, they were pretty geeky and yeah. whatnot. And probably still are in a lot of and, cases. And the, and the thing about <laughs> I wanna point out another thing to think about is let's talk about and the thing about it, this is nothing new about how fiction it exaggerates fact because think about the gladiator games as a matter of fact. You know, this is the age of Rome Roman warriors doing war Roman warrior shit. <laughs> so but the thing to think about the gladiators who, who were slaves, they were made to look like these big, strong, muscular guys whose bodies were oiled up because they were the celebrities. They were superstars. Yeah. They had to act out the ideals of what a warrior was, where in reality, again, I mean, you're only as strong as your training. That all that didn't always come with cut muscles. It yeah. just depended on their diet and everyone's different physical features also, and slaves, genetics. So. You know, we don't care about your diet if you're a slave. Well, well, no, well. I, I mean, I was saying in the sense of like changing drastic body features depending on how the person who came in as a slave, kind of things. I'm pretty sure the um the well, the, the emperors they weren't like oh uh make sure you feed that guy really good. I want him to die really well. Well, well, I mean, well, <laughs> well, the slaves definitely were fed a certain diet so they could have that physical look. What seriously? That's, Oh, yeah, they were gladiators. They had to look beautiful. But then the weird thing about that, and I meant to look this up because I think a YouTuber did a video about this that answered the question to why people in prison literally eat, you know, crap food but mm. still can be, you know, ripped and buff as hell. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. I want to I look that up. I feel like it's, it, it, you know. <laughs> Sorry. It, that is such a subject for another time. Probably not even for this podcast, but yeah, that, that right, is. Right, yeah, right. That is a subject we'll probably discuss. Why do prisons get treated better than the rest of us? Or, Cause I, yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking, I, I was thinking about that. Like, as I was saying it, I was like, yo, this kind of doesn't have anything to do with race swapping. Oh, How yeah, do we get swapping. to that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about Idris Elba and him being Roland. Sorry, I put my arm up. We talked about Idris Elba playing Roland chain, and I didn't feel like that was a bad thing, but there was a problem with it. You, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna spill it out. You, you mess with the black identity 
Okay. You mess with the POC identity of a character, a person of color identity. Whether they acknowledge they have a black experience or not, a Hispanic experience, an Asian experience, a Middle Eastern, an Indian, a Polynesian, just a non-white experience, you miss that up if you are a creator who doesn't even try to give that character that experience by just swapping colors. I had read uh, a thread, and it's so funny because we had just talked about this like on our last podcast about Spawn and Todd McFarlane saying that Spawn could have easily been a white person. Uh, well, yeah, because Todd, Spawn, Al Simmons is a reflection of himself, and that can be the case. I'm a creator. I completely understand that, but you do miss something when you just switch the color and say that they have the same life experiences as you when it's on Earth's, our history's timeline. No. Right. So... So the thread that I had read, is are you, were you going to lead into that? No. I, well, I was going to say, like, I totally agree on you with that, but how does that come into play with Roland Deschamps Deschamps when um he didn't exist in our timeline? Right. So, for fantasy characters like that, I don't consider it any, like, it's not harmful. It's a complete fantasy world. They have their own fantasy structure of society. They don't play by the time the rules of our, of our world. So, Roland being a black person, perfectly fine. it's perfectly fine. He still would have been of noble lineage from his father, who was, like, a knight for the, like, the, the was his father was the king knight? It was a very yeah, also had black knights in real life, so just remember that. That that too. They didn't have the history that our earth has of uh discriminating against people of color. So right. they didn't have racism. They really didn't. And when he started interacting with other worlds, he met Detta Walker, um, also known as I forgot her not psycho name. I hate I'm sorry for saying that word. But her not um she had, there was basically a wheelchair, in, wheelchair, bound, bound, thank you, I did, yes, a wheelchair bound character, I loved her, and she became mega fucking strong, she joined like the sisterhood of like, they, they threw like these discs, and it, she was like mega accuracy, she mm-hmm. was the heiress of the person who made toaster strudels in in American world, and she spent <laughs> her life. That's interesting. It is very, either toasters or toaster strudel, either way. She became the heiress, and her life sucked. She spent her life kowtowing to white people in her cycle. She's the only black heiress of this time. She didn't know any other multimillionaire, and this is like 1960, 40-ish, mm-hmm. a little bit before. So she struggled with her identity, and then she's thrown into the world with Roland Deschain, and she has a different personality. She has split personality disorder. And she becomes a different person. And so she struggled with trying to, she was aware of it, but she struggled with trying to um, be the same person. Right. But Detta, I think it was like Odette and Detta, I believe, I'm sorry. I I know these characters' names, but it's been years. Um, She had the black identity. It was ingrained in her. She's in a whole new world. There's no racism and... But she felt intimidated. She felt scared. She felt threatened by these white people around her in this world. And she wouldn't take no shit from Roland because he was a big, tall, buff, white guy. And she was like, no, fuck no, I don't trust you. Also, where the fuck am I? But there was a side of her that was meek, scared. She had pushed herself into submission. She had made herself become what society expected from her as a black woman, as a multimillionaire black heiress. So it's like, 
She had the black experience. Stephen King knew how to write about the black experience when making a black character. He did not shy away from her pain, and she went through a lot of pain, struggling to identify with her split personality and with herself in this new world where her being black doesn't make her any more susceptible to death or any less susceptible to death. That her companions, part of her quartet, aren't going to look down on her as someone meeker than her. And it was like, it, I watched the character and I loved her. I watched her figure out how to become more than just the color of her skin. And for a lot of black people in America, if you're going to have someone on our timeline, that's a real thing. Whether the person grew up in the suburbs, whether the person grew up in the hood, the ghetto, just a neighborhood, they're going to deal with their race and the identity that they have to sometimes be, that's forced upon them whether it's by an adult, whether it's by their peers, even if they, they you're going to have that one white friend say, oh, it's okay, it's cool, I have a black friend, and you're the black friend. Guess what? You got singled out by your race. Yeah. That's going to make you feel a way. That's, that's true. Now, okay, so here's my question. How do you guys feel about, do you feel like every character that's black should some way embody the black experience when it's we both breathe in. <laughs> when it's based on uh on a on a um limited like a more you know American timeline. So, you know, cause okay, so you know, our last part we was talking about um we was talking about black characters. Black cartoon characters, right. more importantly. Now, you know, with Static Shock, you realize he was black. Um Static Shock was definitely a character that if you was to go through all the episodes, it wouldn't make sense if he was white. He went mm-hmm. to Africa. He met a Nazi. He dealt with, you know, um, well, a, a superhero named a Nazi. No, left because for a minute, it's not you said a Nazi. A Nazi. He went to Africa. He met a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> That's a real question. Why are they there? But, you know, he had to deal with... Um, uh, his his uh friend what was his name Richie Richie's you know racist dad or Richie yeah. had to deal with that so mm-hmm. you had Ebon Virgil was and you had that one guy excuse me that worked with Ebon I always forget his name Rubber Band Man yeah Rubber Band who you know man. it's like Rubber Man Rubber Man no it was uh, Rubber Band man. it was Rubber Band Man yeah uh, is that a song they were brothers who's brothers Ebon and Rubber Band Man yeah oh okay they probably what? Yeah. I do not remember that. Mm-hmm. You had these other bang babies. Like, you not real brothers, but like like what black people be saying? Like brothers? No, I mean, they were they, they were blood brothers. Oh, like, okay. What were they always trying to do for Static Shock? They were always trying to... Get with his sister? Oh. Uh, they were always trying to recruit him. You mean bring him down? Well, they were, but they were, one of them was trying to recruit him. They are like, why fight against us? Like, we're... There was an episode where they were like, we're the same color. Like, what... You should be on our side. You shouldn't be fighting against us. There was a whole episode on why he was rolling with a white sidekick, fighting black people with superpowers. Like, oh yeah, Richie did become his sidekick. Yeah, some point. it was. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah, I did too. I really did. That's actually when I stopped watching because I thought, because what was his name? Gear, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. How is it possible that you can do more than static shot, whose actual powers electricity, when you're just a computer hacker? I don't think he, he was did. really smart. Yeah, I don't think he really like they showed him he being a sucky sidekick. Static. Yeah. That but was lame. Then he, didn't he get taken over by Brainiac in one episode too? Man, I don't know. I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But um, and then you know you have a character like Susie, where Susie 
when it had made sense. Uh, sorry, Susie Carmichael. Oh, okay. When it made sense being anyone black, but black. Yeah. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Futurama. Um, um, Herm, Herman. The the yeah the the I'm guessing that's his name. The Jamaican guy. <laughs> like I said, I'm not good with names. Um, you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't have made sense being Herm. any other character. But then you have other characters like um, Gerald from Hey Arnold. You have characters like uh, I remember uh, with that video going back to part one, um, the the main character from um, oh my goodness, what was it called? Uh, dang, I forgot, I forgot. Uh, with the with the patrol officer. Um, oh, that thing. Yeah, what was it called? Patrol officer. Yeah, with the with with the uh, security patrol, the 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 kid. Oh shoot! I don't. Yeah, none of us remember. Only on. you knew that one. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> Fillmore. Fillmore. Yes. Yeah, thank you, God. The, Fillmore. If you had said safety patrol. Safety patrol. Yes. Yeah, Sorry, security I'm security patrol. officer. That's all <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, safety patrol. Fillmore. Like you know, he, he could have worked being white. Um, the uh black kid from um recess, the one that was good at sports, he could have been a different character. Yeah. But. So this one was saying that, and, and his, his well, thing. a different race. Not saying that you know, like white is a default or anything, but he could have he could have made sense being another race. Hermes, Hermes Conrad. Hermes, yes. Yes. So that's our point: is that white is not the default, and yet it better not be. When you say people <laughs> say when you when people say race swapping, they're say or black black washing. They're basically saying that the default was white, and now we're. It's just like when people yet. say reverse racism. So it's like, well, obviously the racism had to be given in order for it to be reversed. Yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah. Man, um, <laughs> yeah. So here, here's here's how I feel about that. I'm gonna steal this away a little bit. Go ahead. Um, first and foremost, what I think is most important about representation is that what it comes down to is that everybody needs to be equally represented. And that, and first things first, that isn't. Diversity isn't solely about different races. It's also about the differences within the races, too. Uh, it's like, I think I brought this up in the last episode about a different world, how you had a diverse group of black uh, characters. And really, I think Black Panther also did that very well. One thing, uh, one, of the, one of the things I really favored about the Black Panther movie is that that is honestly probably like, I'm not going to say the first movie, but one of the few movies or, or works of fiction I can think of where black people really felt free in that one. It, it didn't feel like, obviously, you know, they're in Wakanda, which is this fictional African place that was un, completely untouched by colonization, uh, despite the fact that they spoke perfect English. But... <laughs> they did. You're all right. But Accent notwithstanding. Outside of that... It was, it was for us. In fairness, the Shaka Zulu miniseries was also in English, which might be more ironic than anything, but I'll just move on. <laughs> um, but other than that, the Wait, actors they did speak. See, look at that. Let's get X H O S I. They did speak that language. Well, okay, they. But I mean, that was like they minimal. like punning in. It was like literally, splang splang uh, splangish. Yeah, uh, yeah, Spang- text Spangish. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was nice because there was people who spoke the language and they loved reading it on the screen. Like it, it felt Spanish. good to those few in America that do speak that language. That was like, hey, whoa! I know what they're saying without subtitles. 
Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what? <laughs> but, nothing, nothing. Go oh, ahead, MDC. I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and the thing I liked about that, I mean, you, you have to think about they 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 were untouched by slavery, they're untouched by colonization, they're untouched by racism. Now, then you have Killmonger, who's the opposite of that, who's who represents us, which. I want to point out it's very unique that it's very rare to have a villain that you identify with more than the hero. It's really rare to have that in any movie. Yeah. And I mean and I mean on purpose now. I mean I ain't talking about because you're a psycho. I mean because <laughs> this character was literally written to voice your frustrations. Right. Yeah, we don't it, really yeah. have too many characters like that in exactly. general. Yes. You know Yo, I'm telling you when Killmonger stepped into that throne to um to announce um, who he was and to challenge T'Challa. Like, I literally got chills listening to him because yeah. I'm like, yo, like, it resonated, bro. Yeah. Like, yo, one of my favorite scenes from the entire movie, cinematically, was when he got, if you haven't seen the movie by now, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure that it's free in theaters. That's what people have been saying. So This month. This month. So yep. go see it for free. I'm going to see it for free. Um, I would pay to see it again, too, anyways, but, I mean, also, I want to go to the movies. But, okay, I- Gave them enough money. There's never enough. <laughs> so I but, don't. Well, Marvel. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I wouldn't pay to see it again. But like, it was the scene where. Uh, yeah. You he walks in. If it wasn't on Netflix. And as he's I walking DVD. in, or if MDC it. didn't have it on DVD, I've seen that movie a lot of times. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> same here. So I, I, I couldn't pay for it again. It's not a lot. That's a lot for me because I don't really watch movies like that. So four times is it's dedication. A shame. <laughs> like literally, I was doing our oldest. I was um. Combing out our oldest son's hair. Oh, you were and, watching. I uh, was watching it. Yeah, yeah like when like we left earlier out, tonight before yeah. we left to record this episode. When Killmonger had just defeated um, T'Challa, and he was walking into the throne room, and the scene was upside down, and as he's like walking towards the throne, he got his theme music playing. He's got everyone standing by the side, and he's walking slowly, and the screen gets wider and zooms out. I love that scene, and he sits down and it writes itself. It's as if saying, one, the lost child is coming home. Two, he's about to flip everything on its head. He yeah. was well, the catalyst Everything had already got flipped on its head That's at, true. Uh, at that point. Yeah, and... Um... I, I just love that. That was my favorite scene, like, cinematically. It was poetic. It was, it was strong. It was really amazing. He keeps glaring at me when I look at him. Yes, because you keep moving away from the mic. Like, I hope it. I need to make eye contact. Mega you don't eye have contact. to. I'm going to stop looking at you. No. How about that? <laughs> so, um, but race swapping. But, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, when yeah. it comes to. Here, here's the thing. Any Anytime you write anything. Fat, fit. Well, we'll, we'll just say fiction because that's the, obviously the focus of this. You really do have to take in consideration of where is this located in the time frame and the history of the people involved. And and that's the and that's the thing I could say is as a filmmaker I take very seriously in terms of acting because that's something I can say that has not been considered in most films by white people with characters of other races. Sometimes it has been. Not all you know, I'm, I'm not gonna say it's never been the case. Obviously it has been. But that's also the the importance of black filmmakers and black storytellers. Like I say, Get Out and Black Panther are perfect examples of this. About when you have black people who write for black identity and black history, 
you get something really different and very fresh. This is why it's very powerful. Um, Asian cinema is so appealing to us because it's so different. They're coming from their own roots and their own culture. That's an amazing point. Um, yeah. Likewise with Britain, even. Yeah. Um, anytime you watch a movie from a, a foreign country, it feels very different because they're bringing in all their identity with them. Where in America, we've essentially been aliens here. You know, we yeah. we've kind of have we we've been kind of growing in our own existence throughout the. The, the centuries here, really. Yeah, we and struggle was, with the identity as just being American, let alone the black American or the Asian American or the, you know, Filipino American. It's just like a, it's just a giant identity crisis for the entire um, country. Yeah, so. Despite what some people might be like, oh, I know my roots. Like, no one knows nothing. <laughs> I get tired of arrogant people like that. But yeah, um, yeah, despite the issues with Bollywood, even like. Middle Eastern, like Indian movies, they actually there are some that pretty are pretty dang on good. They shine in the rubble. They have some issues when it comes to, like you know, a uh, skin whitening and and European features. Skin, uh, skin bleaching. Skin bleaching. Yes, I have a huge problem with that. That's a huge problem around the world in general. But at least in their movies, you can taste their authenticity, especially when it comes to their um, mythology with their history. Mm-hmm. It does really well over there because but, their audience is themselves. But here's the thing about it: just because you are a certain race, don't mean you ain't got research to do. Because let me tell you yeah. something: as a per- you know, I don't mean to brag, but as a person that's been studying ancient Africa for over a decade, I can tell you Long there's time. a lot of things you don't know about yourself. And but that's not even going back to back then. Pe- people don't even know much. People today don't even know much about their their own civil rights struggle. Like, yeah. let alone yeah. that. Like, that's people like are still misinterpreted a lot of people today hang on the words of Mar- of the old words mind you of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X they don't they don't recognize when they've changed they don't recognize where they agree they're like well I'm team X I'm team King not knowing that in the end they were still on the same side right as right. Yeah. well as all the other ones and and the thing about it we have our own folklore especially and mythology later. in America yeah, yeah especially, and especially later. later in Malcolm X's life yeah and when that when he became more peaceful as well as, you know, hating the white man. And um and another thing to point out, like right here, we don't you we don't even have to necessarily go back to Africa. We just go back to like I said, we have our own folklore here in America. Years. Um yeah. what's that what's that book Anthony showed me about uh Robert Johnson, the uh the the, the he I w I don't I wouldn't say founder of blues, but the legendary blues play that quote unquote oh, soul um, to soul to the devil. The devil's um, me and the Devil Blues. There you go. Oh God, it's a yeah, beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful manga. I'm really upset that he never got the chance to finish the series. Was it written uh, by? It was a... two volumes. Yeah, uh, that... I don't, I don't, I, I can't honestly, I don't recall. See that 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 right there in it of itself, you know, that's where the whole what not necessary. That's one of the famous stories of selling your soul to the devil for music. But right. that's a distinctly african-american story which just transcended transcended through the years of music history especially in america considering that you know blues contributed to rock and roll jazz and all and hip-hop and all the most of the mainstream genres we know about now right it was written by a japanese manga artist and illustrated uh by akira hiramoto about the blues legend robert johnson but his ability to do his research was phenomenal yeah because he carried about it was really dope. I mean, because I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, like anime artists or mangakas, and they're um, when they draw black characters, it's kind of cringy. 
<laughs> kind of. <laughs> but the way he he did all, you know his black face uh the way he did the main character mm-hmm. um like it legit looked like a black man like he didn't you know he didn't cut any corners right. you know everything lip from down to the lips the nose it was it was perfect you i love the art style really of it uh shit y'all kind of make me want to go and reread it it's yeah you need to let me brawl it Neff. <laughs> yeah I, I will i will <laughs> i'll let you brawl things yeah It'll take you a year to give them back <laughs> oh my goodness it does not. but i give it back that's the thing you yeah. can't laugh and i never got back the great from you what? <laughs> see Whoa, what was wow. that? What is that? Um, um, We're gonna come back to that. To to but to yeah to go off of uh, what MD MDC said, um, you go back even further than that to to slavery. Mm-hmm. With all these movies that came out concerning the topic, like you you might think like oh you know everything that there is to know about slavery. I don't want to think one of the biggest lies was where, um, they said that the the color of your skin and this is getting into colorism. Um, made you more valuable in their eyes, and if you were um, if you were darker skinned, then more so of the time, you know, you were on the field. And I was um, I was at the library, and there's I forgot the title of the book. Oh my goodness, I should have I should have wrote it down. We read a lot of books, but um, like when I because I never checked it out. because oh. I didn't have a library card at that county, I didn't feel like. <laughs> Set one up, but um, yeah, I was reading it. It was talking about um, art, art in in our culture, in the African American culture, dating back to the slavery times, mm-hmm. where you where it made it seem like where history makes it seem like if you just look at the textbooks and stuff that blacks were um we were just simpletons, like we couldn't. We couldn't exist on our own without our slave masters. When honestly, that wasn't the case. A lot of the times, you know, sun up, sun down, uh, when that would be the actual time that we work. And then the the um the the, the slave masters they would leave, you know, go back to their house and kind of just leave blacks uh black slaves to deal with themselves mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know, some gave them tools to work where others had to make them themselves because one you had you might have had like on that plantation a carpenter yeah and whatnot or you might have someone that like they brought over their skills that they had over there like you had people that knew how to make pottery you know you knew people that knew how to make uh jewelry that knew how to paint you and know, these people was really valuable yeah. because white people were eating that stuff up back then they wanted their you know houses built a certain way they wanted this type of uh pottery and stuff or they wanted um a, a seamstress yeah or whatnot like they didn't we retained over. the knowledge that we had when we were captured and if we was you know lucky to survive we we still had that knowledge and we were seen as valuable in that we weren't fucking useless that had to you know Talk robots that had thing. to be educated on how to do simple things like farming and like sorry it's MDC. <laughs> it's just I, fucking annoying learning all this stuff after we years of school. Yeah. Well, it's being school, told last. Schools are set up. So, yeah. uh, but one thing I want to point out, I see this come up on Facebook every now and then. I, I've seen it a lot recently, I guess because it's Black History Month. And it says that they didn't take slaves from Africa. 
they took scientists, um, intellectuals, artists, astronomers, and turned them into slaves. Yes. Now, yes. And, and now, do let it be known: the original slaves often were slaves, but once, once, I'll just say the tides changed. Things began to change, and it became more of a, a race thing. Yes, they began to take everyone. And not only this, I want to um, bring up Tacky's War, which was a J- Jamaican slave revolt. And that was possible because two of the slaves they they had there, one was a king, actually, who originally sold slaves, and the other one was a prince. And they had military uh, training, you know, because they were warriors back in their homeland, and they were able to gather all these slaves and essentially make an army out of them. And they rebelled, and the rebellion got so strong, I can't remember how many slave masters they killed, but... It got to the point where Britain had to send the actual military to deal with them. Wow. And um, so, yeah, you're right. And, and that's the thing. Like, that's the craziest lie about white supremacy in general. How, because, again, way before, I remember as a kid, um, and I'm so glad that um, in middle school, my history teachers, well, not just them, just most of my teachers really try to get it in our head about how much was in Africa before slavery. Because I grew up just believing that it was Naked people in jungle. And yeah. then I found out most of Africa ain't even jungle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of us grew up believing that. Yeah, I have one teacher dedicated, and I'm, I wish he was there more, and, and I hope he helps more people, but he was dedicated to teaching us about the greatness that we were stolen from. And it's like, like that's a part of our identity you have to also realize that your character could have if you're going to create it. If we're going to race swap, then you're going to have to go back a little bit into their Amer- black American roots. We're talking specifically about black Americans, Black History Month, you know. So it's like... Black History Month, yo. <laughs> we even go so far... Like, I'm currently <laughs> learning about... Yeah, it's every year. Just wake up black. <laughs> <laughs> what you eating, Jamal? I mean, what you eating in DMDC? <laughs> nah, I <call> him. <laughs> black. Go to sleep black, like yo. What I wear black. What I drink black. There's a slight Coffee. romanticized. <laughs> <laughs> There's a slight romanticized romanticization romanticization. Mm-hmm. There's romanticizing of even something like hoodoo or voodoo. You know, like they're, they're people take that and they don't know what they're doing with it. They just see a druid or a priest and they're like, "Ooh, I want to put skulls on this person and body paint and put them in garbs and shawls." And it's yeah, just like, but not fully understand. Like, yo, people was getting like put in jail, probably even worse out in Haiti yeah. when the government outlawed it. Yeah, or like. Hated. You know, people looking at Capoeira and whatnot, like, oh, yeah, I just, you know, I want to learn it, but not understanding that Man. people was using this. This is a martial art that people was using to straight up kill people to to fight for um the rebellion, fight for their rebellion to go up against cricket cops and stuff. And right. it was actually outlawed by the government. And I want to point out that nobody in their right mind is going to spend their time learning a martial art against their oppressors that didn't work. Learn the history of yeah. Capoeira because so many people today want to say it, it was useless or it doesn't work. But it's, it's just like, a flashy, dancey. Like, no. But anyone that actually knows anything who actually researches anything will understand the entire history of why that is. Because there is Capoeira that isn't useful, but there's reasons for that because there was definitely Capoeira that absolutely was useful. Yeah, and we <laughs> had the, all of us um, had the pleasure of learning it. Yeah, that was really uh, from a, from a Capoeira oh, instructor. That was so mm-hmm. hard too. I forgot the the different names 
of the, the uh, two. He was teaching us Angola Caparera, and the reason he has that name is because the predecessor of Caparera, Caparera itself comes from uh, slaves in Brazil, but the predecessor was Angola, which is essentially Caparera from the country Angola or the region of Angola from ancient African times, which um, came from fighting like zebra. And God, that it makes was, sense. All that stretching. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was less. Like, it was less dance form, like Caparera as we know it. More the more popular form. Yeah, because the dance the dance style came in because slaves. It was illegal for slaves to practice martial uh, self defense and martial arts, so they hid it inside of a dance. So when they're dancing, they're actually practicing their moves. And, and of course, you know, in the real fight, they probably it probably definitely didn't look as flashy as it was while they were practicing. Yeah. But in the whole time when you're doing the dance, you're learning, you know, all your evasions, how to hit, where it's to hit. Pretty deadly. Too. Yeah. He it's, was, it's he not was telling unlike, us like you have to protect yourself always. Yeah. It's not unlike Zulu stick fighting. Of course, the Zulu didn't fight with the same uh, weapons they were when they were stick fighting, but it prepared them for the actual warfare. Right. MDC, that's pretty dope. That information, yeah. to be Thank honest, you. like a wealth of information. It's a, it's a workout too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> what like I guess I feel like the main thing I want to say is that if you're going to if you're gonna complain about race swapping, you should understand like if a person's race swapping, but they're also actually giving a character a black identity, specifically on black race swapping, because that's what we're talking about right now. And they're actually putting their effort into the black identity, into transforming the character to something that has um, representation. And I'm not saying that, oh, in order to have a black character, you have to go into African roots and you have to go into martial arts roots and you have to go through the hood experience. No, your character could have probably never had to come face to face with their black identity. But you have to understand that eventually that is going to catch up to your character. Yeah. Someone's going to throw it in their face. You cannot live in this time and not know that you're black. You're going to be ignorant and painfully so, so and everyone else around you is going to notice that or, you but, know, you know okay, about it and so, you deal with it. So the goal of that, and it's like, it's kind of hard to sometimes find that intention or to understand that that intention is there. Because right. for me, a lot of times I felt like, I remember uh, Michelle Rodriguez they asked her, uh, would she want to do a, become, do a, you know, a superhero or whatnot? And she said she wasn't, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she wasn't feeling it and whatnot. Like, she would rather do, like, a, a new superhero than being... Um, Just a female version of... Yeah, either a female version, you know, or like, a, you know, a race swap, basically. Yeah. Of a of a already known female superhero, right, and whatnot, and a lot of people didn't agree with her, well, more so with her first remark, because a lot didn't understand her. But I felt the same way, so I understood what she meant by that. As far as I'm concerned, Michelle Rodriguez has been a superhero. Yeah, she's 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 definitely awesome, and uh, you know I definitely didn't feel like she should have been you know getting the hate for that. But, you know, she later explained herself. I don't know if people still disagree with her, but which they can because, I mean, it's, it's, her, yeah, it's her it's opinion hers. and whatnot. And, you know, like I said, I, f- I felt the same way because for me, I was looking at it like for a lot of companies that it was just a market employee, that it wasn't like, you know, necessarily like they were doing this because they wanted to represent us. Right. Yeah. It was just wanting to and, and include 
everybody. Like, what about that one edgy movie that came out last year with those colorful kids from Captain Planet, but they was like going around committing suicide? What? <laughs> what? Whoa! What? Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Yo! Wow, that threw me for a like, loop. You got jokes, Neff. Like, think jokes. about it. You had, you had like, you a had white a, woman. Total. I want to I get banned up. real quick. Um, hold up. Hold up. Shut up, Anna. Hold up. Hold up. Listen, Whoa. listen, listen. Let me tell you something about that bull crap right there. Not only was that the worst <laughs> film in that darn series prior to Justice League, but I want to point out their whole race swapping BS because they had freaking Adam Beach. Adam Beach, a proud Native American man in that movie playing, uh, what's his name? S- th- th- that Slipknot. Without a mask. Yeah, Slip- Slipknot. <laughs> Just for him to get killed off by a white guy that had a lace around his neck. Now, that ain't racist. I don't know what is. Ooh. David Ayer is problematic. This T is. <laughs> I like his movies, but he's a little problematic. Just look at the movie Bright. Oh, I'm not even going to touch that District 9 ripoff down yo. to the game member in the wheelchair. And a lot of people was really telling me, like, seriously. They was like, yo, this was deep. Like, I, I totally understand this. The orcs were the black people. <laughs> That's and racist. I was like, Dude, what the fuck was the black people? <laughs> <laughs> Because we still didn't fucking have shit in that movie. Yeah. So what the hell? Uh, <laughs> There's so many things wrong with Bruh, that movie. I was movie. so oh my goodness. upset at it. Like, I understood. Like, I understood <laughs> where it was going. But I don't think the movie understood where it was going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really fucked up? The movie doesn't even know what it's trying to Like, you to was be. literally in the back seat. This was your, the movie was your Uber driver. <laughs> and he just made three left turns. Like... <laughs> <laughs> back to back like you're like okay one more left turn we just went in a circle motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> like, no 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 but I know where I'm going I know where I'm going it's like do you yes like I got my own app I, I got my, just watch just watch at the end everything is gonna make sense and you're gonna be like oh no nah you just you kind of just go back home and get in your house and then just crawl in their bed like why I had to take three buses <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm sorry that movie did not know anything about they, they, they tried to do some type of black identity. I actually liked I actually liked the graphic novel though. I actually liked the I mean I I got the graphic novel. I actually liked the comic series, uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, oh, and what oh not. Suicide Squad. Squad. No, yeah. not not for Bright for for Suicide yeah, Squad. I like Suicide you know Deadshot, uh, was white. Yeah, and what not. Well, so he was, he was? Like Hispanic ish, I think. Oh okay. I he, never because th- he, he looked white to me. White. <laughs> he, he looked white to me. He probably was Hispanic. I'm sorry, uh, Hispanic community. <laughs> I, I, I might be wrong. I might just be reaching. Well, because every time I saw him, he had a darker tone to him. So I'm. Yeah, that, that's and he had like the, the the mustache they stereotypically give to Hispanic guys, like the. I thought he didn't have a mustache. Did no, he? he had a mustache. Yeah, I was thinking about. Hold it, on. Though. I know he's been drawn different in many different. Yeah, things. thanks guys. Yeah, I was talking about for like for Suicide Squad. But Suicide Hold Squad, on. he was he, well, we know he was he was um what's his face? Yeah. So uh, um, but um, yeah. So <laughs> when they when they did Will's when they did Will Smith, I was like, okay, no, that's actually that's weird, but it's actually cool. Like, why they didn't just you know keep with the black character, Black Spider? I, I really wanted originally. I wanted him to play a uh, black monster. To tell you the truth. Oh, I guess he's a white guy. I guess I don't know. His name was like Floyd Lawton. So he could be white just from the suburbs. Hispanic. Okay, n- not by that. that picture. Never Look mind. Look at that. Oh, Never is that mind. by Steven Sijic? Oh, Step Stepan Sijic. Oh, 
love that artist. Oh, God. Like, <laughs> deity. But yeah, so, you know, I was like, okay, this might work. This might work, you know? Um, I didn't, I didn't feel anything bad with it, but then, like, when I actually watched the movie, I was like, yo, like, this is literally, like, the crew from Captain Planet. Like, they had a black guy, they had a, they had a white, um, female, they had a Hispanic, they had, uh... A Native American who got killed off in a very racist way. Native American? Japanese chick. They, they, they had, had a Japanese chance. chick. They had the chance to like, make it was a like, Native American character iconic. He had the best outfit, god darn it. <laughs> I hate that movie. Yeah. I, I don't remember his outfit, I'm sorry to say. I, because he got blown off the screen, that's why, god darn it. But you understand he was there to show like they were not kidding around. It, it had to be the Native American. Than any of the other five hundred white people they had in the movies. Who was the who was the woman from Captain Planet? The, the one that like gave over. them their powers. Uh, Gaia. Gaia. That was uh, that was a uh, Middle East Waller. Amanda wow. Wallace. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Wallace. I, like, I, I thought like, it was yeah. Waller. No, it's Amanda Wallace. Wallace? No, it's yes. Amanda Waller. Waller. He's yeah, Waller. What? Where yeah. I get Wallace from? Uh, I don't know. You don't. Man. I respect you. Where's Grummet? <laughs> wait, what? Um, there is a... Nope, these are just writing the people on the internet. Oh. Oh, wait, Murderpedia? Well, maybe he learned about it because she was a serial killer? Hold on. Is she the is she the cop that... For, oh, no, wait, no. That's whoa, not... That's a bit old. Dear God. Okay, that's yeah, disturbing. No, We're not so, um, that one. moving on. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like... So... To give you guys some context, um, MD. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> Go ahead. MDC and uh, Midnight. They're sharing a mic, so they were looking at something on on uh, Midnight's phone. So yeah. I'm totally off the blue Sorry. with y'all. You, you but, wanna, but um, you wanna be okay. I don't know. I, I believe you. The internet is weird. Yes, <laughs> and sad and cruel. God, I really hate that. I really, man. I'm but sick that's, of seeing. How I, I really, yeah. now I really hate seeing how Native American actors get treated. They Good threw Lord, diversity in there and then decided that we're gonna kill them off one by one. Almost every character except for Harley Quinn. Um, oh, oh, he's attacking me. But you know, okay, no, I want to point out because bringing going back to Ghostbusters as a matter of fact, this is my problem. People get all excited about diversity and not checking the flaws in it because remember what I said about Ghostbusters? It's like, oh yeah, team women. Episode uh, for everybody, and the only one that's not a scientist. Yeah, it was like, why can't she be a scientist too? Or why can't she be a scientist this time around? Because yeah, the black guy was never wasn't a scientist was in before, the Ghostbusters. Like, he was originally supposed to be a soldier. There's a whole backstory to that too, as a matter of fact. Okay, like, I never nah, knew that. I, just, I thought you just applied. Like you just saw them in the yellow pages or something. See, I don't even remember those movies that well <laughs> to tell you the truth. But I do know. I remember one of my colleagues was telling me that he was originally supposed to be like this badass military guy, but they toned it down. I wonder why. I wonder why. Ernest Hudson does not get enough credit to be. I wonder. Why? So there's a big thing with race swapping. Where there's a big thing when adding a character in with an identity, you have to acknowledge, and right. you have to acknowledge so, the history of it too. So basically, what we're saying is, with proper representation, it can work. Race swapping can work. Race swapping can actually be a good thing. Right. You like can you can have yeah. You can take white characters, traditional white characters, and you can make them. And not just saying just black. You know, we're using black because we're obviously black. Yes. Uh, Midnight is, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't just have to be black. It can be Hispanic. 
It can be Asian. It can be golf. It can be what? Oh, you was raising your hand. So I thought you meant like. Well, actually, you know that's ten. That technically is a race term. You know, when you get dizzy golf, you know, German. Yay. Oh. So anyway, oh, and you can have traditional black characters, and you can make them white. It's okay. Under the it's right circumstances. Weird. <laughs> Make sure you do your dirty research. I mean, but hold on. I, this is what I want to point out because yeah. uh, another friend of mine. Oh, Lord. See, I think you just started something. Um, well, I mean, why can't it work both ways? Well, why hold on. Why can't me get, it work both ways? Wait. That's basically reverse racism. Oh, God. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> let, let me get into this. Go right ahead. Quick. Okay. Go ahead, MDC. So I want to point out something. Um, so me and another friend, he he's trying to develop a fantasy world. You know, not unlike Dungeons and Dragons, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? Yay! So like it or not? Uh, wait, what? Like it? N- like it? Well, not, not unlike. Not unlike. So, so similar. That that yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a double negative, wasn't it? I don't know. Hey, that was Mesh. a line from Super. Huh. I, oh, that wasn't recorded. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> So, um, so let's talk about fantasy, right? Let's say you want to build a fantasy world, but with, you know, diverse races. Because, you know, most of the time, fantasy is based in medieval Europe, in most cases. Or medieval, or Asia, you know. It depends on where it's coming from normally. Yeah, fantasy um, yeah. is kind of, what we know of in America is more Eurocentric. Yes, yeah, very Eurocentric. Yeah, I swear, if I see another goddamn Robin Hood movie. <sighs> Like, I'm yeah. another Robin Hood movie, another right. King yeah, Arthur movie. Movies. Like, stop. 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 Please. There's so many other stories. Another Hercules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it Clash of the Titans? Clash of the Gods? Yeah. Well, no, not well, even I, that. I was thinking uh, to, like, the medieval, though. I was, I was thinking to the medieval. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now, now, here's the thing. Now, so, because, you know, a lot of times people write so they won't include other races. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I love Game of Thrones to death. I do. I feel some kind of way about the non-white characters, though. <sighs> the only one that's still relevant is a eunuch. Just Why saying. Why did they kill him? And Not they, the eunuch, but oh, you wait. know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say it if people haven't watched it. Oh, yeah. That really yeah, hurt. There, there was... Well, we're really far behind, so if they're that far behind, they're probably not going to watch it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying. That's well, well, I'm going to say you need to. It's uh, Despite my issue, it's a great show, one of the greatest. But anyway, what I was getting to is... This is a perfect place where you need to do research because even though it's fantasy, again, if you like I say, most fantasy is based, it's still based around something. Based, you know, we always it's pull from reality. Yeah, it's still so based on a little bit. So if of you're history. doing medieval times, you really need to do uh, some research. In fact, one of my friends who's a uh, artist, and I hate to, I hate to put this on the air right now. I honestly don't know. I, I want to call him a comic artist. He, I honestly can't tell you right now, because I'm 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 a terrible friend sometimes. <laughs> but he goes ghost. One thing I can tell you is that he was heavily inspired by my uh, ancient African folder Yay. to the point he began to um, put it in his artwork. Like he has this uh, one painting. His name is, if I'm saying it correctly, Brian Sim S Y E M, I believe. Um, Does he have like uh, social media? Yes, I know he's on Facebook, maybe IG as well. Again, I'm a terrible friend. All I right, feel just really bad. Send, send me his profile so we can put yeah, uh, his that link in the video. But he did this uh, drawing or paint or maybe on, uh, online art. I, I don't really know what he used. Uh, it was a crocodile warrior in Benin armor with a execution sword from Yoruban culture 
with the backdrop of a Mali palace. That's um, hmm. a lot of... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of cross stuff. I mean, are they in the same timeline? Well, Not well, to criticize, just question. You know, they... Yeah, actually they are. In fact, That's cool. I, actually I recall didn't know. all on the same... Like, it was all uh, West Central African. So it's, you know... Oh, it's cool, okay. It's inapplausible... It's plausible. That's it, cool then. You know, yeah. though, you know, those cultures didn't necessarily completely overlap, but it's very plausible. But you know, it's complete fancy. The warrior was a freaking crocodile. But you know, he definitely did, took his time to do research and um that's, that's very awesome. important yeah. because I think I said before about how mad I was at that uh, that underworld comic book about how raised the African warrior had a stone spear when in real life we already had iron even before the Europeans. Yes. That's the thing heavy, too. The inclusion of the proper metals or the t- the proper weapons being... Huh, oh, God, my voice. I mean, proper weapons, proper armor, proper Rep- fucking building, just you, everything. You have Please. to start... You, in a sense, you have to start in reality to create fantasy. I mean, hey, Black Panther, those weapons, I can tell you, and those clothes, those everything, were based on reality. They just advanced them into the future and change them up a little bit to fit fantasy. But they right, are right. based in reality. Let me say this real quick. I'm going to put a little bit of story out there. That guy is really cool. So, right now, I have yet... What guy? Um, Your Brian friend. Sam, oh, yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. My research. <laughs> I'm doing a bit of research for myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> like you completely Yeah, I, I, he's gonna. I need to apologize. Like before he even hears this. I'm, I'm, yeah, like <laughs> tell him about tell him about the podcast next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have never created a story from scratch before. Like in the sense of like uh-huh. a world that does has no connection to anything at all. Oh, I'm okay, building okay. the language. I'm building the culture. I'm building the the. They're not even humans. I'm building. Everything from scratch, and this story is something that I've, I realized. I realized this about three years ago. I've never done before. Every one of my other stories are kind of based on something that I've either read before, or it's based on Earth, or it's based on some fictional thing, something that's already existed. And I'm okay with that. But I sat down, and as usual, a lot of my pictures, a lot of my stories are really heavily tied to dreams I had. And so I had this dream a couple of years back of this warrior character. She was kind of dressed in, like, strange Japanese armor, but she had, like, big wig or whatnot. Oh, sorry, wig. Oh, Jesus. Afro. She had a giant flowing afro, and she had, like, this big sword that didn't have a look to it. It looked different, entirely different. And her eyes glowed like starlight, and her hair glowed like starlight, and she was saving... Well, in my dream, I translated as a prince, but he it wasn't royalty the way we see it. And so from that dream i took it and created this world um where these people uh at first was going to be a mashup of cultures around the world there were going to be seven continents uh, eight nine continents and each one so there was going to be a continent based on inuit and italian culture um just different parts of the time there was going to be a f- originally korean and ethiopian there was going to be, um, I was just having fun mashing stuff up because I was, I mean, one, I love research. So I literally have photos upon photos of different gods from those worlds, from those timelines, from those countries, those regions. I have different like cultures and habits and food and whatnot. And as I'm doing this and I'm creating this hodgepodge world, I kind of decided that I don't really want it based on 
the things that are in our world. They're beautiful. They inspired me. They really inspired me. But I ended up making a whole different race of humanoids and their deities that are made of stardust. And these people were shaped by this planet, constantly pelted and attacked by, not attacked, but constantly pelted and rained on by the stardust of those magical clouds that the gods lived in, the nebulae and whatnot. And basically, I decided to construct this world with multiracial characters that aren't human. They aren't black, they aren't Hispanic, and that's hard. I just want to say that now. It's really hard. It's easier to take from reality and shape it. And so I did do that, but now the hard part is keep on going forward and coming up with these new language, not just a language because it's going to be in English because people have to read it, but there are terminologies I want to use that is native to their tongue that I want the readers to learn about. And it's so hard. So that ties in with the idea of making fantasy characters. And it's all right if they're based on a bit of the world's history. It's a lot less stress to do that. And it's okay if you want to pull from world history to inspire you to create these fantasy worlds. Just if you're going to do it and you have this African character and they're wearing European chainmail armor and everyone else is wearing European chainmail armor and you're basically saying that you acknowledge that medieval Europe at this time exists in your world, but these characters, they exist in it, and that's the only thing that exists, I feel like as a creator, you should diversify a little bit. They don't have to be stereotypically, oh, that guy is uh, Middle Eastern, he's from, uh, he's Pakistanian, that would be Pakistan today, so he's going to wear Pakistanian armor. You don't have to do that, but I'm just saying that you should diversify yeah. from just one culture. Yeah, I mean, experiment, because... At the same time, you can you can create a character, like you said, with the um, that's black with chainmail. I mean, yeah. those. Oh, by the way, chainmail did exist in some African cultures. Let's see. There you yeah. go. Yeah, right, it can be it can be made differently from yeah. the chainmail that they have, Diversity or it can just he can just clearly be looking at it like when in Rome do has the Romans do right and whatnot. One of the things that I was surprised about was um. I was I was reading some I was reading something when they were talking about uh King Arthur and the the Knights of the Round Table where they were saying one of the uh not all of them were white. Some of them were from uh um different different countries. One of them actually had a curved blade, what a lot of people believe was a uh a, a scimitar. A scimitar, yeah, yeah. yeah that was or what's the other word? Yeah. Shimshat. Shimshat, yeah. Um and I thought that was that was really cool. Like that was really dope. That's realistic, and oh, it just brings to me so much interest into the story because one of the things, like in this time and age, that I really hate seeing is like making when movies make the claim like other races didn't exist. Like especially yeah. if you was a large kingdom. And whatnot, and you had like a port or whatnot. You're going to be getting. You was more than likely getting ships from other countries. Like, it was not very likely for you as a kingdom to be able to produce every single import, well, every single um, 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 traded um, good or or necessary. Right, all all the goods that you needed for your people to survive. So obviously, you might be trading with other people. I want to I want to give you a bit of a crash course about some people that 
it, you know, I'm not going to say everyone was in shaking hands distance necessarily, like completely missing, but here's a crash course on a lot of people that traded the mix. Kenyans and the Chinese. Um, Vikings met Native Americans. Wow. Rome and China knew about each other. That's where Rome got their silk from. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Like earlier, I said there was there was a there were were a few black knights. There's actually a painting. I believe it's called the King's Fountain. I believe it's a Renaissance painting that shows. Uh, we would have to, we would have to get the proper name for that later, but. Long story short, it, it depicts of of I believe it's in Port was this Portugal or I Italy? Were talking about that one, yeah, Portugal. Yeah, it was in Portugal, and it showed it depicted you had black slaves, but you also had black merchants. Yeah, there was you had white merchants. Knights. You had a, I mean, a black man knights. on a horse, horse with a sword who was a knight. Yeah. Um, and and then you had to think about the fact that there was a black samurai named Yusuke. Yeah, mm. I was going um, to mention him. The, you know there there is. You have to remember in that whole region, Africa, Europe, and Asia had been in contact with each other for a very long time. Yeah. It's just that, and, and a lot, again, this is history a lot of people do not know because, you know, they don't teach you things you, sh- you should know. Um, they just teach you, you know, the... the propaganda. Propaganda. Math equations. The things they want you to believe real life, versus right? what right. was the truth, you know? Great yeah. Z- yeah. Zimbabwe had, there's there was pottery, chi- there was China pottery found in Great Zimbabwe. Wow. Now, there's no, uh, there's no evidence that I know of that China and Zimbabwe specifically traded with each other, but as I said, China and Kenya traded, meaning that more likely Kenya traded with people that more likely traded with people who ultimately traded with Zimbabwe. Yeah. Trade is very underrated in the ancient world. Let we me were, tell you, it was basically the internet. We <laughs> were integrating, we were and then migrating, we were probably like, socializing. Yeah, socializing, apprentice. probably so many apprenticeships could have been made whereas like they learned that skill and they brought it over to their country. Vikings and Muslims times. were trading allies. Wow. A lot there of people don't know that. So it's like if you do your history... You'll find that history is very colorful. It's not just the medieval times and the plague. Yeah. <laughs> you know that a Native American na- man by the name of Squanto was taken as a slave to Europe and got his freedom back to America. A lot of people don't know that. Wow, not, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and there's there's just so many things because you have to understand. Even, and think about, like, how far slavery, when we talk about slavery, how far it actually goes back. Most of us only talk about slavery from Sorry. <laughs> like most of the time when we think of slavery we're mostly talking about the time frame between the 1600s to the 1800s but slavery in africa well okay slavery in africa had been in existence but when, when it comes to trading slaves to europeans they actually started in the 1400s which is like like towards the end of the medieval period and this is before white supremacy, mind you. This is before that was even a concept. That was the Spanish and the Danish um, conquest? Or was it Norwegian? It was in that space. Right? Well, I know the Spaniards were a part of colonizing. Colonization. Wait, what? Yeah, there was a time period where Spain, well, okay, Spain had taken their ideas um, in the late, in the mid, yeah, 1400s to Nuevo España, which was what they tried to call North America and South America for one time. And they were like taking over that, but they had also set up colonies in like um, the upper tip of Africa, way before. 
I don't want to say it was made before. Someone beat them to it, too. Well, slavery I, was a beginning budding thing or colonization. It wasn't slavery just yet. It was just colonization, taking over colonies. And well, OK, so I don't know much about what Aaron's talking about. Well, this is what I'll tell you. In 1485 or 80, I'm sorry, <laughs> or 84, but one of those two years, the Portuguese met with ancient Benin, the kingdom of Benin. Now, Kingdom of Benin was already in a highly advanced state, but when the Portugals came over with, you know, guns and gunpowder, and that was like one of the, um, that was one of the moments that officially started slave trade to Europe, you know. But do realize, again, this is before white supremacy, so slaves were just slaves at the end of the day. It didn't matter if they were black or whatever. And, yeah, like, slaves had done you know, centuries before, since forever, they could gain their freedom and end up in some very interesting positions. As I talked about Yasuke, who was thought to have come from somewhere in the sub-Sahara, I believe, or Ethiopia. And he was uh, bought as a slave by, I can't remember it, the exact Europeans, then became a missionary, and they he went over to Japan, where uh, Nobunaga Oda, um, wow, he was during that time. Oh, yeah. Actually, towards the end of that time, he was only a samurai for a year, oh, as a matter oh. of fact. Oh, wow. Um, and, and he served under Nobunaga Oda, who took a very strong interest to him, and he became the soul bearer. And after Nobunaga uh, was forced to commit Superdica, he actually fought in two other battles before he kind of disappeared. Or I think it's been said that he was sent back to the missionaries. But... um. You know, you just have to note that the, the, the medieval world in particular, but even the ancient world, all that time period was very colorful. People were moving around a lot. And as I said, trade and travel is very underrated. Well, most people think of ancient times, they think mostly of warriors, which is a big part of those days. But trade is an even bigger place because, you know, people travel, people traded, people communicated, people reproduced with different people. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have so many... People get this all mixed up about, you know, why some Native Americans were black. There's a history behind that. You know, it's not because we were here first. Should I drop names on that one? Uh, no. No. What? I don't know. Well, I don't. Like, what do you well, mean? I like, someone, say, like, oh, from a big yeah. establishment? Or you mean, like, someone? Someone on the internet spreading lies. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, a, like someone big? Or just, like, saying, just some He has about 20,000. Oh, yeah, you got those people, yeah, too. Yeah, they're like, black people shouldn't be using swords. They don't know how to use swords. Or it's not. We learned to like, use swords in our own what? continent, Asia, and Europe. We made I would never swords, let bro. that die. That was a certain group of people, and I know their names. But I'm just like... You really believe that, bro? You really believe? You really, you, you really believe? Believing without research is This nonsense. is like literally the first time that she's gotten that close to the mic. I apologize, people. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I want to. Like, He'll lower bro, the, what was the gamma rays? We're, 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 we're switching. We're switching mics. What? Yeah, we're oh. switching mics. You're going to have to man the computer and stuff. No. This you entire got episode, you're just been in and out. I have. Just staring deeply into my eyes. I, I know you to... love me, bro, but Whoa. chill. In and chill. out, staring deeply between your eyes. Oh, Woo. That's about as good as what you said earlier, Anna. So we had talked about <laughs> the idea that there is this, there are Indo-Iranian, Indo-Aryan, indo uh I, I forgot. There are mixtures of languages that I didn't even know existed. Right, right. Like these people literally got together and they 
combined their languages together and they created this, this whole list of them. So it's like the idea that if uh, if languages, <clears throat> gosh darn it, Sorry. languages can combine like that over the years, over the centuries to create these new languages that you probably don't even know that are combined languages from other things. History does the same thing. Your stories can be that diverse. I feel like we ended up talking about race swapping into yeah. like... We went to race swapping, then we went to ancient history, then we went back to race swapping, and then we went too. back to ancient history. But it's Black History Month. You should know your history. Look it up. It's fun. True. It's amazing. By the way, history is endless. It's you cannot too, take... You cannot take little puzzles of history and think you know anything, you dummy. Yeah. Nah, you gotta, dive into Wikipedia, I mean, go I, to your library, just jump in. It's, one, one of yeah, I agree. One of one that's one of the like you know going to a museum as well. Or oh yes, learning yes. about natural. Uh, uh, sorry, learning about history. Ancient, yeah, ancient not just history, ancient history and stuff. But modern civilization. A lot too. of that helps fill your well. So when you are working on a on a story or an art piece or whatever, right? You have that inspiration. It will just come in there and like, hey, what if, what if I, you know, recreate this war, but you know, told it this way through a, uh, you know, a, uh, 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 alligator in African armor, uh, against a, you know, crocodile. Yes, yeah, sorry, crocodile. Um, against a gunslinging Afro <laughs> alien chick. Okay. Yeah. Midnight is not the character I was talking about. No, you were talking about from Starstruck, but, right? Yeah, Starstruck. Yeah, Starstruck. Yeah. First, I yeah. thought she was talking about the story that me and her was working on, and I was like, "Oh, baby, I love you." And then I was like, "Oh no, it's it's that other story." You're talking about that the Faye Hunter story? No, um, the Last Jet. Oh, that's another awesome example because we're right. literally baking a deep baking. But it's demons, <laughs> it's though. It's, it's not technic- like we're doing so much in the world building, and I really want to have an episode that touched on world building. It's a lot of world fun, building. But it's also stressful. I want to say so much stressful. I it's a lot of fun. It. Well, yeah, yeah. I gotta like, draw it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't know what it is. Writers, either. be nice to your artists, man. Like you know, I'm I know just you like, is just. Imagine so much. She, she got these horns, right? I, so I, I draw feel horns. So bad. Oh no, not those horns. These other. But horns. hey, I try to help you out when it comes to some know. of the character designs. I'm like, yo, you sure you can do these horns in like different angles? Like, I don't want to make this hard on you. Like, I'm over here just like I'm invincible, and you, then I start crying like an hour. Yeah, later. we can do anything because <laughs> <laughs> you want to. You want to keep it simpl- simplistic, but uh, um, we're at the hour and 25, 26 minute mark. So Oops. I think this will be a good time to end. Unfortunately, we couldn't get into the other piece. It's all right. That'll be tight because this one was about. I feel like this one was about race swapping and about the second the second topic. Yeah, it, it was history, it was so research. much. Even still, we didn't get to touch everything because I wanted to specifically talk about uh, a Twitter rant that Anna has stumbled on, where this guy came up with a pretty good. Um, uh, story, uh, premise for a black Batman. Yeah, it um, was, and that in sense, like, uh, I think his name is Batwing, which is uh a black guy with uh, oh with yeah. a bat suit. Oh, Luke yeah. Fox, that's his name. Lucius oh, yeah, Fox, son. Yeah, yeah, Lucius Fox, son. Wow, is really right, exactly. And like, don't don't get me. Well, I don't know much about his character. I saw I, him I've do like one saw or two him things. once in one of the the owl joints, and then he was in uh, one of the cartoons cartoon movies yeah, we watched i watched that one too yeah, yeah. it was good i mean his yeah, character yeah. was kind of throwaway a little bit but yeah damn i like the african chick the african chick that was with um oh yeah with uh yeah, with... talia uh, well actually she was she with... was with the clone yeah 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 
Oh, for Damien, Damien, Damien's, Damien's clone. Yeah, yeah, adult clone. Yeah, man clone. Sorry for spoilers. It was a good movie. That really wasn't a spoiler. Yeah, you should have known. Honestly, he looks just like Batman. Looks just like. I thought he was Bane when I was watching it until they revealed that he wasn't Bane. Yeah, I thought he was Bane too because he was muscular and shit. I thought he was like alternate world Batman. But damn it, what did I bring up that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was, I was. Um, MDC was saying with so much with all of that background like you might as well just create an entirely new story but then I was like no because you using Batman's name and Batman's fan base like you're going to bring so much attention to the cause I mean because we've had Batman has Bruce Wayne's father we had Batman going crazy and literally turning into the freaking Joker Yeah, we've had even like technically speaking Asian Batman and whatnot. Yeah, and what if Japanese Batman was Batman. a samurai? Yeah. <laughs> a samurai. And I'm like, what's a samurai? What if Batman was black? What if Batman was black and he was unapologetically black and he, he fought against cricket cops and he fought against criminals, which basically Batman still... does now, but he does it because it, because of the racial of his blackness, injustice. Yeah. The racial injustice. Because yeah. they didn't Instead say of... that he was like, I ride die for the hood, blah blah. You know, you're stereotypical. I hate you know, so I much that portrayal. That like seriously, like what, like five percent of all black people on this freaking planet? Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we're not hating against them, but diversifying black people is so important. Like yeah. having diversity is important, and then diversifying that's that why diversity even though listen, they're you literally can have... token characters. Sorry, but even though they're like literally token characters Sorry. in a lot of the cartoons. But they still do a job, even whether they touch on the black experience or not, which is understandable not to expect that in a cartoon, usually, unless it's uh, sometimes, unless that's like the whole entire topic of it. But it's great to show because there's different us. There's not just hood blacks and alternative blacks as the minority. It's like there's is there's literally a different if you, difference. If you listen to some comedians, they say you have black people and you have niggas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it wasn't me this time. <laughs> but hey, listen, yeah. I mean, you can literally have a dude from the a uh, uh, a thug gangster ghetto dude from the hood who's in the sh- uh, Shakespeare and British pop. He's called Tupac. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's you true, can bro. literally that's have so that true. because those people do exist. You got to understand. At the end of the day, a lot of stereotypes come from people wearing masks. They perpetuate a stereotype yeah. to fit in with a certain ideal. But once you really strip a person down, it they're all their own individual. Yeah, and that's what you have to write in a story, the individual. That what's made right. a 3D character. Exactly. So yeah, with that I guess we can probably agree like, okay, race swapping, it can work. Just please put thought into it, put thought into proper representation and stuff like that. And you shouldn't feel like just because a character is being swapped to a different race that that's going to ruin your story, that's going to ruin your movie, that's going to ruin your experience. Just put In fact, if it's done right, it. be yeah. glad that it's done right because now it gets to open your ass to something different than what you usually expect. Yeah, you don't know what could stem from that. You create this black character that was originally a white character, and it's like, yo, what if this person was like with them, but it's their own character? You could inspire who knows what to do, who knows what. Right. But you have to take that step and push it out there. So we're going with that, we're going to end it right there, and we're going to continue the next part, because we always want to bring it back to, well, I mean, this deals with creation, too, and creators. But uh, I really wanted to talk to, because... Uh, 
tongue is one of my fellow uh art friends um um one of my fellow art friends shay and like it and uh kesha oh, kesha glass like yeah Hi, shout out shout out um that's awesome where it, you kind of just feel like like with how the you know the pressure of everything where you where you literally feel like in your early 20s that you gotta know you gotta know you know what you want to do you know how you gonna do it how long you gonna do it all of that stuff and it's it's like you know not to be you know it's bullshit (laughs) at the end of the day it's it's fucking bullshit bullshit to literally when your brain um the decision part in your brain fully develops at the age of 25 to think that at the age of 18, 19, 20, that you're going to have everything figured out. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, but yeah, we're going to get into that part three. We're not over. Wait, part three, five, part three. Wow. Okay. Part three, black history month. Y'all we got a lot to say. Right. Right. Okay. Yo. All right. It's your, it's, it's your artist wife, but I'm looking at Neff as I say that midnight. Write a husband, Neff. You can say my okay. And uh, what? <laughs> Let's Feature. not do this. We're going to fucking do this correct. What? We're going to do this correct. You're supposed to say your writer husband. Oh yeah, I'm y'all writer husband. No, I'm, I'm my... hubby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Will, don't make me go uh, yandere. <laughs> no. Kasai <laughs> uno. Okay, she was Bay. She was Bay. Can I be your Bay? Um. Ashley might hate me for saying that because she 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 actually was on a Instagram live, and she was talking about how like why a lot of anime women characters gotta yeah, have like I really either hate that. like on the dramatic side of the spectrum. It's literally Dandere or Yandere. But yeah, yeah, we're not gonna get into we'll this. Go we're into we're ending this. I do want right, to let's start back over. Next one, so. Three, two, one. All right, everybody, we're wrapping it up. It's been Artist Wife Midnight. And write a husband. Fuck, why do I keep saying and? Write a husband, Neff. And. Ah! MDC. MDC. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Love you. Don't forget to like and um, all the other stuff we ask. Ah.